Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to the All Saints podcast. It is my distinct pleasure to be able to welcome today Pastor Kip Chelashaw, a dear, dear friend of mine, a fellow theological student way back in the day when we were at seminary. Uh, Kip and his family were members of Emmanuel Church in London, where I pastored for a short while before he went off to pastor elsewhere in England. And now, uh, uh, as he has been for the last few years, Kip is a pastor in, why don't you tell us, Kip, and tell us what you're up to. Good. Uh, hello. Hello, everyone. It's really nice, Steve, to be able to catch up again in this way. Um, so, yes, my name is Kip, uh, Kip Chelashaw, uh, married to the lovely Rachel, and uh, we've got four kids from um, 11 down to five um, in terms of age. And we're out in Nairobi in East Africa, Eastern Africa, and we've been here since 20, the summer of 2017, endeavoring to plant a uh, theological, uh, Christ-focused, uh, uh, reformed church um, in, in various right. ways. So yeah, that, that's where we're about Wonderful. and that's where we are. Wonderful. And uh, just a little bit of background for the sake of the people here at All Saints, uh, many of whom may have, uh, well, I think probably we have about 50 or 60 people join the church since we last had an interview on this podcast, Kip. Uh, Kip uh, and his family and the church in Nairobi is one of our external supportive ministries. So you can find more information about them on our church website if you go to the supportive ministries page here at All Saints. But this is uh, just a great opportunity. I wanted to touch base with you, Kip, again. I want to hear how you're getting on, how the ministry is going, and I know the folks at All Saints will. And literally, we we, we started this call two minutes ago or three minutes ago. Uh, we haven't even had a chance to catch up yet, and I know you're tremendously busy. It's pushing the middle of the night in Nairobi right now, and I don't want to occupy you just with chit-chat, and then we have to go through the whole thing again. So let, let's just um, work through some things we want to hear from you about. We'd love to hear just about the general scene uh, Christian-wise and socially in Nairobi, Kenya. We'd love to hear about the church, how it's been growing and changing, and how your ministry priorities and so on have been developing. Uh, any particular things you want us to pray for, uh, any kinds of challenges. And then I might probe you on a few of those things, because I'm sure there are lots of lessons that we could learn here in the U.S. from what you're doing out in Kenya and the kind of the priorities you're bringing to it. So why don't kick off, Kip, just give us a sketch of the broad aims and scope of what it is you're doing in Nairobi. Great. Thank you, Steve. So, um, yeah, we, as I said, we're here church planting. But Nairobi, Kenya, I, I would say Africa at large is a church where, is a, is, a, is a place where Christianity is generally warmly embraced. Nothing like what we see, at least what mm -hmm. I remember in the UK, I would say broadly in the West, um, people here would happily have Christian stickers on their cars. Uh, they would call their shops Ebenezer and so on and so forth. But what, what we found a real struggle is the connection with that and uh, everyday life and com committing right, right. to and honoring Christ in every area of life. So you get the kind of public face. Churches would be thriving. The big ones would be, you know, heaving. Uh, and yet, you know, on the global index, corruption is high. HIV mm. AIDS is on the increase, uh, teenage pregnancies, right. um, those kind of things are big. And so when, whenever we'd come, when, when I was in the UK and, and, and serving there, whenever we'd come and visit my folks, my parents here, it was always this thing of, what is it? Why, why is there this huge mismatch? Um, and mm. I, I really was challenged by my mom um, because I would complain. And she basically said, well, why don't you come and do something? 
instead of moaning about the situation, come, come and do something. She said that to And you. That, that hit me quite hard. I was like, oh, okay, fine. Oh, you're maybe almost I should. Great. <laughs> um, uh, maybe I should. But it was a sad day for us when you left, um, when we were still yeah, back in England, back yeah, in the day. It, um, and most people but, were like, why are you leaving us? So yeah, yeah. I, 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 I felt that, that really hit me, I think. I thought, goodness, that's a good point. Uh, and so with Rachel, my <laughs> wife, we began, we began really praying and talking about it. We'd visit, since that conversation with my mom, we began visiting with an open, intentional eye. Like, th this could mm -hmm. be something through my mom that God is prompting us to do. Um, right, talking with right. guys here and them saying, please come back if you can. That would be lovely. Right. That would right. be good to... to, to uh, and so that, that's, what, that's really driven. Shared with guys like you guys at Emmanuel and others about this vision and very, very mm -hmm. encouraging... Uh, comments, good, good probing back and just saying, have you thought of this? That was a lot wonderful. Yeah, and yeah, so yeah. all of that led to summer 2017. And for now, that's what we really are about. You, you probably have the phrase and that's a slogan for the church. It's not original to us. It's comes from somewhere else, but we are for, for here, all of Christ for all of life, really for all of Nairobi. We want to be mm -hmm. about all of Christ to the people here. So not just yes. people would have all these verses they know and they'd point you back, you know, for God so loved the world. But let, let's let take the whole Christ in his in, mm -hmm. in everything that he gives, you know, his birth, yes. his life, his death, his resurrection, his ascension uh, and his return to judge the living and the dead. Let's take the whole thing and then apply it. Let it get into all the yes, corners yes, of yes. life, to marriage, to raising of our children, to money, to truthfulness, huge issue in Kenya, huge issue. Really, really. Um, integrity. So let, let's let let it run through those and um, and and let let Christ be honoured even when it's difficult. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. that that's why we're here, and that's what we'd love we'd mm. love love to see happening as we serve Christ um, in this city. Right. So um, it would be great to hear. Just give us some examples of the sort of thing that you've that you've found. So you've talked about. Um, some issues like uh, high rates of teenage pregnancy, high rates of HIV, which obviously speaks to matters of sexual fidelity. Um, you got issues of truthfulness connected with corruption. Give us some examples of either the kinds of things that you've encountered that you've had to push against or the ways in which you've seen God at work changing people. Can you give us any sense of uh, what, what you've seen on the ground there? Yeah, so uh, very early on, um, and I can't remember what study we're looking at, very early on, it became clear that, especially, so we, we all say in a very unique situation, the church is in, the, we meet in our home, which is in a middle class area, but we're five minutes from a slum down the road here. Right, right, and right. very early on, we're going through, I think it was Ephesians, and touching on that bit where we're told, in your anger, do not sin. And it became apparent that a lot of the guys, the guys from the slum who come, basically through their week are involved in some kind of fighting. Right, right, okay? right. And, and that's like normal. That was just like normal, and 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 I looked at the guys and they're just like, oh, but that happens every week. And I was like, guys, you shouldn't you shouldn't just run with that and assume that's fine. <laughs> um, yeah, and these yeah, are guys yeah. who come to church, you know, they'd be they'd be singing earnestly. They love they love these, uh, yeah, they like expressive, you, you know, hold their hands up, eyes closed, and then Monday to Friday they're fighting, and a lot right. of it a lot of it sadly was things like. Their, their image, you know, shame is a big thing in Kenya. Their image being mm -hmm, attacked, mm -hmm. or they had someone speaking about them, or their mother, or something, and then it would just instead of resolving it in conversation, it would just end yeah, up in yeah, fighting. Yeah. And with, with wow. e e amazing, even with the ladies, okay, that's wow. just the, the norm for dealing with stuff. And we'd just be like, look, think of one Peter, and you you should have this quiet and gentle spirit. Um, model some of that and let things go. You know, Christ Christ has not held on to your sins and let them go. Live that kind of life um, yeah, and yeah. talking through those sorts of issues. So that's one very early on and even till today it still continues. Like when we do the Sunday school, which we do just for the slum kids early morning, 
there's always this there's always this kind of bubbling on the surface anger you you know a kid they go and play for a bit they come back and someone's taking someone's seat and they want to push and we have to say to guys it's okay <laughs> you can yeah, sit on yeah, that yeah. seat uh and when we serve That's food perfect. so we these kids come from the slum and we offer breakfast um mm. and if if you if you're not strict you have to have a kind of strictness if you're not strict they fight for it because they think it'll all go and we're like we have plenty of food do not worry <laughs> you're, mm. you're ready to get it all uh, so so there's this pent up it, yeah they, it's it's hidden and it's like it could poke out at any moment you have to be aware of that so that's been one issue right. anger uh, feeling aggrieved my shame has been uh, my 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 honor has been has been mm. um, uh, 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 hurt and so on the other thing that I've really struggled and I still I still trying to work out is people mm. are very fearful of of uh, curses the ancestors right, right. and spirits so let me give you something that you you wouldn't experience in the UK so in one culture a dominant culture here in the slum if if people above you your parents and grandparents came got together but they did not finish paying their dowry the guys below cannot get married right or they'll be cursed <laughs> okay and, 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 and I've had conversations I remember I've had one conversation with a couple and I was saying, we just had Easter. And I say to them, you do realize that Christ is greater than the ancestors. Like that, that you, you better please right. the Lord and, and honor him than honoring your ancestors. And the lady especially looked at me in this house, like you have no idea how powerful the ancestors are. Okay. Wow. And they're That's so, they're so fearful of doing the right thing by God, as explained in the scriptures, than to honor, to be seen. Again, it's the honor shame thing to be seen, to do right. the right thing. And to incur the wrath of those either in the community, grandparents, or those who've mm. gone before. Uh, even so today, I had a conversation with someone I'm about sorry. the cursing oh. thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So no, I'm sorry. Sorry. It, so it sounds like there's this, there's a sense in which people are conscious that the Christian faith should change their attitude towards traditional uh, indigenous forms of worship and, and ancestor worship, veneration and so on. But they haven't quite worked it through. They haven't quite that the social hooks are so strong that they can't quite get free of it. Is, is that is, is that sounding right? I think that's right. And and, and obviously right, they'd wow. come to church on Sunday. They'd want to pray. They'd take the Lord's supper. But like at the moment, and I've noticed is at the moment where there's a real public pressure point, everyone reverts right. to what they've grown up with. They're like, oh no, I can't, I can't do. I, I can't mm. I can't do that. Everyone's going to see me and everyone's going to think I'm crazy. Right, then right. they go back to what they knew. And what's fascinating, of course, is that the, the the issues on which that pressure exists are not the issues that you might have been used to when you were living for all those decades in the UK or people over here in the US would be used to. That it, it makes you um, it, it makes me want to ask, has being in Kenya given you a fresh perspective on aspects of life either in Britain or elsewhere in the West that you didn't have before? Do you know, that's such a certain question. And uh, I'm currently trying to work through the whole question of the spiritual spiritual world. Um, and you right, read the Gospels right, right. and Christ, even today I was reading how Christ, you mm -hmm. know, it, it said he dealt with evil spirits. And you're like, wow, what? what? Because th there's another lady who comes to church and honestly, you get to the point where you think there's something more going on with this lady. One week she's in church, she seems fervent. Then she misses for two weeks. Then on the third week, she seems apathetic. 
Then you meet her in the mm. in the village, and she seems like she in the in the, they call it the village. You meet her in the slum, and she seems like she's very friendly. Then next time she's a bit moody. And you're like, what is going on? There's yeah, something yeah, here yeah. that I've not quite got my hand on, and I I I'm uh, I'm like trying to process how, how does one kind of work through that? How does one right. deal? With that? And there's not actually from the reformed world. There's not actually much. I'm mm. I'm trying. Um, here's here's my one of my reads of the minute. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Uh, it's on my desk Spiritual here. warfare. Because I'm just yeah. like, what is, how do I deal, with, at what point do you go, um, I said to someone the other day, I actually think this is demonic. Um, this, this, mm, uh, this yeah, is, because yeah. I can't, I couldn't put a handle on it. I just cannot. Mm. Whereas, if I'm really honest, maybe I, it was being naive. I never, I never had that kind of grid of thinking when I was in England. Yes. It never, I never. Well, it's it's maybe, fascinating, isn't it? Sorry, go on. No, I thought you finished. Maybe, I didn't want you know, to I was maybe, maybe, I don't know, maybe it wasn't there. I wasn't as aware. But here, here there have been moments of thinking, there's more going on to this situation that I'm not aware yeah. of. Or yeah. I, can't, I can't quite put a handle. Yeah. Um, so it, it reminds me, I, I think this is in C.S. Lewis somewhere, or it's somewhere else, where um, some, it sounds like the same kind of thing C.S. Lewis would have said, <laughs> that the, the, the way that the devil the way you'd expect the devil to try and make his presence felt in a society that is genuinely frightened of and captive to um, uh, religious forms of spiritual darkness is going to be different from in the materialistic West. You know, if, if, if the devil thought it was a smart idea to uh, actually take possession of people who are unbelievers, then out, out here, materialism would vanish pretty darned quick, and that would be a counterproductive ploy, right? But in Africa, where the social and religious ties are far deeper, one wonders whether the same spiritual darkness is at work in, in a different way. And so it, for someone like yourself who's got experience of both those cultures, it makes me wonder, so what you're, what you're seeing there in Nairobi, which looks to us like a more potent manifestation of satanic darkness is actually no more potent than the kind of apathy and irreligion than we get out here and we just don't recognize it as such i, I think you're right buddy i think i think that's that's a, an insightful uh, analysis that that the devil is playing on what would be uh, the most subtle hidden way to kind of get at the people uh, the thing that they're most at home and comfortable with and then playing with that to to numb and uh uh, and get get further in, uh, further up and in into our world in a in a dark way, um, and and people for us for example people it's hard they just they just don't see it they just do not see it. Right, right, um, right. People people do funny things. I'll give you another example I've seen. Like I I okay now going to my family. My family would in the way that in England we never did. They would sit in the house and then get into the car and pray for a journey, and they're going home to talk about cultural stuff that is partially demonic. Okay. They've just prayed and said, Lord, we want to entrust this journey, give us success. They've done, okay, good. You're, you're recognizing a kind of James 4, where you can't do anything mm -hmm. apart from the Lord. And then they go home and start saying, what curse could this be? And you're like, where, where, how, how, like, how are these two things existing? So that's yeah. your extended family, right? Your extended family. Yeah, that's my extended yeah, yeah. So we've had, wow. we've had issues, like there's an uncle who hit someone on the road and they died. And there's so much oh, fear that... There's so much fear that it's it's basically the penalty of a curse. Apparently, there are people up the chain who who are involved in kind of physical fighting and they kill people. So it's that come to revisit us and they're trying to oh, appease goodness. the spirits, all kind of stuff. It's crazy. My goodness, my goodness. 
Um, so I mean, th that's given us one sense of uh, a significant cultural and uh, religious difference, I guess. Talk to us a bit, Kip, about the the poverty, wealth, prosperity gospel thing. Because you mentioned a minute or two ago that you've got um, you give breakfast to some of the kids from the really poor parts of town, from the slums. So there's a significant social aspect to your ministry. There but um, that that interacts with the churches and especially the large prosperous churches in some really destructive ways, doesn't it? Talk to us about that. So, yeah. So, I mean, it's a classic prosperity thing. The big churches would massively play this idea that if you give, um, and really that's where it comes. They're not even that bothered too much about attendance. But if you give, right. uh, if you give and give uh, generously, then... Um, life is going to be good for you. And we've had some painful stories. There's one church that does this. I mean, they play on things that people know as well. They do this 40-day campaign. And they say that in scripture, 40 days are a day of blessing. Okay, mm -hmm. that's, that's what it is. And so they say, 40-day campaign, give like give to the fullest. And God, you know, I, was it last year? Uh, was it the year before? This this pastor basically says, you do this and by in 20, in 20 the next year, you're going to have a, a new car. Okay. And guys, yes, he says, a new car. Yeah, guys, guys start giving and giving and giving. And then, lo and behold, guess what? By next Easter, the, the pastor and his wife have got new four-wheel drives, you know, new, new, new massive Toyotas, and the, the same guys have got nothing. Uh, and it's like, it's so painful to see. And guys, the next year, I, I don't know what she'll do this year. I'm sure there'll be another campaign. They call them campaigns. And then mm -hmm. uh, and guys will just fall for it again. Everyone is so... And now I, I think that plays to a, a, a mindset in Kenya as well where... Um, where we, we, we expect things to happen for the believer quite quickly. And if I'm really honest, I, I think, and especially amongst the men, a kind of a, a hidden laziness that it'll, it'll, it'll all, all will be well. You know, I hear people telling me, all will be well, Pastor, all be well. Rather than like putting, putting the work into being faithful at your job, uh, having just, you know, turning up on time, not skiving, not stealing, not lying. Uh, people just say it'll be well in the hope that all will, will turn out fine. So that's been very, very destructive. We've had a challenge in that, obviously, um, we we live in a, in a middle-class area, and sometimes I get the I get the impression from people that that we are we are in this neighbourhood, and I went to the UK to study because of some kind of prosperity teaching, you know. Right, right. Um, and, and I you have must have to because you got to go to England kind of thing yeah so, so it's just right. like oh, exactly that kind of view so that's been something we've tried to fight um, and try and say no that that you know it, it trust in the Lord doesn't doesn't necessarily mean everything will be all roses and and, and life will be uh, plain sailing um, in the way that you guys envisage it so that that it's right. all around us in the culture um, uh, it's huge and, and massive. We've tried to count it at a small level. You, I think you helped us with this actually last, this Easter, in fact, by giving us some money to have lunch. We've tried to open up our home as much as possible, mm -hmm. try and be generous with what we have and, and not hold back. Try and tell them as well, actually, when, when times have been tough. We've, we've had some tough moments recently. Uh, and, and, and when those things come just to say, life is difficult at the minute and, and in this sorts of ways, but we're called to trust yes, in the Lord. So yes. I think it's, it's a biblical pattern. You see it in Acts. Open up yourself to the people and, and share something of what is actually going on that they might see. Actually, mm -hmm. despite mm -hmm. appearances, ev everyone has trials, ups and downs, at times yes, are tough. Yes. And then with what God has given us just to give, uh, which a lot of the 
prosperity guys, they live in the really nice side of town, very exclusive, and they never let people come to their homes. They just come to right, church, right, preach, right. then they go home. Whereas we're like, mm. come, you know, this afternoon we had some of the youth having a Bible study in our garden. You can use the garden. Uh, church happens here, obviously. Uh, mm. In two weeks, we're having a study day on Philippians, and I'm like, let's have it in here, and Rachel will organize food and so on, and let's just, let, let's, let's, let's give of ourselves. Yeah, it's remarkable, you know, Kip. It's one of the things I, I, I don't, I don't want to embarrass you, but um, I'm going to anyway uh, because I want other people to know this. Uh, back back in when I was in London as a pastor at, at Emmanuel, and as you mentioned, um, uh, you asked us at Emmanuel to be your sponsoring church, um, and I believe they, Emmanuel still is, correct? Um, they're there, they're, yeah, yeah, they still are. Yeah. Um, and what one of the things that I said to the the guys then, and I still believe now, is that there um, there aren't many guys like you, Kip, who who both know and understand and love. Uh, Kenya, your your native country, and who have the the long term faithfulness to be to be able to live against the short term mentality that you spoke of. You know, the the wanting quick results, the culture of laziness. You, you could preach against that, and you could preach against the prosperity gospel, as I'm sure you do. But you could also live against it. You could say, look, um, we're going to play the long game, except that it's not a game. Um, we're going to be we're going to share not just the message but our lives as well we're going to give ourselves to the people whom we love here and we know that it's not likely in the short term to generate um, large congregations of naive people and vast revenues for your ministry that is to say your new four by four but <laughs> it's it's actually faithfulness Kip it's, it's and it's one of the things I find most encouraging about talking to you because you've got you know, the Lord has blessed you with like wonderful wife, wonderful family, and you with, um, I'm going to flatter you and you embarrass you, but it's all God's grace in you, brother. It's, it uh, it's great to see you laboring you know, and, and, and practicing what the rest of us get the privilege of preaching. Um, so, yeah, God so, bless so you. Just, just I, on that, I would love you to pray that, um, I'd love you and the guys at All Saints, the people at All Saints, to pray that, that 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 you just use it you know that idea that we're here for the long term to not to not waver it it has been hard i'm not going to lie to you and there are times where you're like oh is this yeah it, it is it is hard and and, and okay I've, we've not talked much about it, but we 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 follow a very similar to, i suspect all saints mm -hmm. um liturgical service but that has been a huge pressure point from even guys who 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 have been with us from the beginning they still think oh why can't we sing these uh repetitive choruses why can we just have like yeah, a yeah. band at the front and just trying to look i'm not against music and instruments but like a, a, a liturgy and a service that echoes and points the gospel uh, that's been a hard thing and we, in some people i've we've seen change over time it's been even in our own kids wonderful to see them getting right, to love right. the liturgy but but it's a long-term game you know but there are some days people just complain and you feel like oh, this is, I, I, how can i soften things up um, just mm -hmm. pray that we would not lose heart. We would not lose heart, and just keep at it, because it, it's 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 um it's it can be dark, tiring sometimes when you're just getting people trying to chip in, chip away at it. Yeah, I hardly know what to say, Kip, except that we will certainly pray, and we do pray for you. And um, I, I, I wanna, I know your time is is really pressed. You have so many things to do. Um, can I ask you a couple of other questions? Uh, you you, can, you mentioned a moment it's, ago. It's okay. um, you mentioned a moment ago your your home is uh in a you call it a middle class area i mean i i happen to know that it's i mean it's middle class by nairobi standards yeah, it right? isn't. um uh, it's on the edge of a slum and that was quite a deliberate choice you wanted to be in a position where you could actually 
reach all different kinds of people and where you'd insist that these guys we, you need to come together in one church we're not going to have a church it for is. poor people and a church for rich people can you talk about uh, some of the challenges and some of the opportunities the ups and downs of that experience ministering in that context yeah so thank you Stephen. and this is something i think we've talked about as well before i i, I it's been such a joy to have a church where we have people from wonderfully different nations uh, then different tribes, then differences economically, financially, background. We've got guys who live in, you know, I, I was in the slum uh, not yesterday on Tuesday, and you walk into a guy's home and it's like just a bed and a table and a chair and that's it. And then we've got guys here who, there's one guy, just one family, but they, they live in this palatial place and it's complete, complete contrast. Travel the world, mm. best healthcare, and so on. But I, I, I consider it an honor and a privilege to have these sorts of things. It hasn't been easy, and it still isn't. Um, <coughs> excuse me. The pressure point has actually come mainly from the guys who are middle class and upper, the wealthy. They, they mm -hmm. find it really difficult. They find it really difficult, and I don't know uh, what to do. We've got, um, yeah, we've we've had challenges recently where like some of the family don't want to come. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, these guys from the slum come in there, it's a bit smelly and dirty, and so on. Uh, but I just consider, I wonder, like to see to see that diversity, all these people singing the same song, the same liturgy, hearing the same mm. message. Like th I look and I think this cannot be anything but the work of Christ. It cannot be. Uh, <laughs> yeah. and, and and I want yeah. I want like I, I these guys would not be in my circle of friends, and now they're on my on my address list. You know that. But I just think this is beautiful. It's it's just it's just yeah. a great yeah. picture. People who are humble and weak, and those who 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 have who have it all. Um, the thing that we've tried to do without much success, partly I think for not having a venue, an actual proper venue, is the thing where after church, we, for every church meeting, we try and have food because it's just yes, a wonderful yes. way to bring people together. But um, Easter was great, and you guys gave some money towards that. So we had a meal mm -hmm. uh, featuring mm -hmm. roast goat, <laughs> not, roast popular goat most, yeah. not popular for most, most uh, Westerners, but the, the Kenyans love it. And wonderfully, everyone who came to that service, including all the middle class people, stayed. That was great. Oh, wow. Uh, and we oh, all wow. ate great. together. But the, the guys from the slum, I think partly because they've got nothing to do, they stayed in our garden until like 6, 7 o'clock in the evening. Right. So they're basically there. The middle class, middle class guys ate and, and, you know, nice kip, thank you. And then they were gone. Right, right, right. And it's like, ah, uh, and it, it was funny because they, these guys, those all those guys drive, and one of the guys from the slum says, "Oh, the guys with the cars are going," and I was like, "Oh no!" Uh, so that's that's been a challenge, uh, trying mm -hmm. to find ways in which um, we can what we can be really one together and see each mm -hmm. other as one. And uh, I, apart from offering food and trying to, uh, I want to begin. Um, as we've not we still have an issue of finding elders but i want to begin a reading 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 good books club and basically getting all the men to come together and and i want to see how that will go let's just read together uh, some guys can hardly read well but let's just read together read a bit then we discuss that section and i've yes. i've actually got i've actually got one or two key guys to agree that they'd like to do it and then That's hopefully great. then hopefully hopefully the others you know can come because you sometimes um rachel has tried to do stuff for the women mm -hmm. bible study but only the ladies from the slum come <laughs> uh and we're like well, what, are we, what are we going to do with these middle class women that none none of the others have ever come mm. they've just not, not come uh, so that's been that's been that's a challenge and we're still trying to think what can we do right, uh, right, so i've right. tried to say to rachel too they're trying to do a social thing at the end uh, before advent uh, and then have a brief reflection afterwards and whether maybe some of the moms from middle class families might come i don't know but yeah pray right, for right, us right. on that score it's a huge gotcha. pressure point. Right. 
it's interesting, you know, Kip, because I think there is a tendency, not just here in the US, but actually in, across the, the, the Western world in churches that are seeking to be enthusiastic about, and genuinely enthusiastic about getting the gospel out to the world. There's a tendency to have a slightly naive picture of what the reality is like, you know, and it's quite stirring to hear you. I mean, it's, it makes me laugh. Like when you say you don't know what to do, which you said about four times in the last five minutes, it seems to me you know exactly what to do. You just need to keep doing it, and you are doing it, and you've been doing it for years. And by God's grace, you'll carry on doing it for years, and that's what you need to do. And and that's the thing that I think is often missed. We here in the U.S. we will hear a condensed half-hour podcast summary of five years of tear-inducing, back-breaking spiritual labor. And the, the, the danger is that we miss out the vivid portrayal of the heartache and the pain and the, uh, the disappointment and the sense of just wondering how long it's going to take for the penny to drop for some of these beloved friends. Who, yeah. do, you, do you ever get that feeling? Like sometimes, and this is uh, two pastors talking, all the congregations listening in, but right, sometimes you're, you're just waiting for one little insight to click, and you know that if it does, it'll change everything. By um, way, somebody by kind way, of gets like, it, and it's like. Yeah. Huge, huge, huge. I mean, yeah, it's just like like some of the guys have been here from the beginning, and you're like, I, I hope you get it. Uh, we had we had a couple come through a vast tangential collection connection. The the, the the husband is Austrian, she's German, and they've been remarkable at just diving in, inviting guys from the slum to their home. And I'm like, guys, oh, wow, that's great. Like, look, look, look this, this is what, what we've been trying. <laughs> this, this is this is what it looks like. You know, you know, and they they didn't even keep they didn't even go ground. They just kept the meal simple. They got a Kenyan lady to come and cook, help them cook a Kenyan meal. They had some time together, they sang, they shared their testimony. Everyone's happy, you know? Right, and they invited like 15 people to come over to that. They've got yeah. a, a big, big garden. And I was like, guys, all of you, like, this is, it's not that difficult. Right, I keep interrupting you because we're on this kind of delayed connection and it's, it's like trying to listen to you with four seconds delay. Um, all right, so I've, I want to say a couple of things. First up, uh, just to recap here, people at All Saints, we have been, we've had the privilege of contributing to your ministry um uh, i hope we'll be able to continue to do so it's our plan to continue to, to do so um i want to send a message to other crec churches uh in our community and i'm going to try and find a way of getting this uh, little video and the podcast out so that um the guys who i have been so tremendously encouraged by here in the u.s who may be in churches where they've experienced some growth and they're looking for really valuable ministries to support in tougher parts of the world uh gentlemen pastors of the CREC you will not find I challenge you I defy you to find a more committed wholehearted faithful pastor of a more needy flock than Kip Chelishaw in Kenya who with his delightful family have been there for five years and um you're gonna just stick it out for another 35 or 40 You'd be all right doing that. Well, as long as, long as God has us, man, I, I, I'm ready to like keep plowing. Or funny when right. we're coming, I said to Rachel, "Hey, Rachel, I think um, so." When we're leaving England, I'm having had the challenge for my folks. We're like, uh, right? Are we? You know, I think God is calling us to Kenya. Let's do it. So I say, Rachel. Right, so right. yeah, I think I think we're going until until we're dead. Yeah, until we're buried there. And Rachel, oh, hold on, Rachel. Keep. Rachel <laughs> says, let, let, let's do let's do five ten years, and then we can talk about. Yeah. So, but I was like, hey, let's just go and give of ourselves as yeah, much as yeah. we can. 
Yeah. On the CRC thing, can I ask if, if this is going out to wider, that, that yeah, people yeah, yeah. also think, I've said this before, of, of not just, we, we, I think finances and increasingly as the church grows, it's becoming challenging, but that's 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 one issue. But also we'd love it if, if, if godly people, men, right. <laughs> uh, elder quality men could come with their families because... Uh, like we've had with this couple who joined us recently, it has been so tremendous. So, so really, tremendous. really, really. Um, so you uh, heard so, it. So, so, yeah, yeah. You heard it, gentlemen. Um, uh, gentlemen and ladies and pastors and elders of the CREC, um, get yourself some kind of secondment with your company yeah, yeah. to Nairobi for five years. And go, like, we, we, we've got here a farmer in the CREC. No, not in Sorry. We're here a farmer in Nairobi. Please send food for the oxen. Oh, and send some oxen as well. <laughs> yeah, that that's it. That'd, that'd be good. Yeah. That'd be so good. Right. Um, yeah, we'd, we'd okay. love that. It'd be a real. You, you know, you use the interesting phrase. So it's not just preaching against prosperity and what is it, a laziness, but also living counter to that. Live yeah. just that. That's actually a way of preaching the word. You know, Paul. Paul tells Timothy, "Watch your life and your doctrine closely, yeah. for life by it you save doctrine. your hearers." Yeah. yeah, you save people by your life. Yeah. So I, I, I pray, pray that God will send godly, godly men and their families. That'd be fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, and you mentioned Rachel. I got to, I got to say one final word about Rachel before I let you go. Um, uh, <laughs> I, I actually knew Rachel's sister way back in 2000 when the first church I ever worked at after I finished graduate work. Um, and she and her friend shared a house together. I was, uh, I, I was in leading a Bible study, and one of her friends, the friend she lived with, came. And so when I got to know Rachel, your wife. At Emmanuel, I, I struggle to think of a person I've met who is a more robust, steady, solid, uh, wise, faithful, consistent Christian wife and mother than Rachel. And um, uh, it's just—it's just been to, to hear all the things she's doing behind the scenes. I'm, I'm not remotely surprised. Um, these <laughs> these these mission. She's a missionary kid, wasn't she? She where were her parents? Yes, yes. Where were they? Madagascar, wasn't she? Yes. So they, they served first in South Africa, then in West Africa, in Gabon, then latterly in Madagascar. And you're right. right uh, uh, you've said a lot of things, Steve, about myself. But yeah, really, God has given us, given me such tremendous blessings to Rachel. It's been fantastic with the kids, insight, wisdom, sensing when issues are not quite right, uh, prayerfulness. Yeah, we've mm -hmm. been, I, I can't, I can't, yeah, he who finds a wife like Rachel finds a good thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These guys, um, friends of all saints, friends in the CREC, I give you Pastor Kipratich Chelashaw, his wonderful wife, Rachel, his four delightful children. Pray for them and consider giving to them. Consider going out there yourselves. Consider sending people out there to support this spectacularly unspectacular ministry of faithful plowing in a hard field where there's easy routes to superficial growth and Kip has taken the hard road, the narrow road of seeking to build a church and build people up in the faith through consistent biblical faithful proclamation of the word and christian living and faithful worship kip i'm very grateful to you for your time any final words for us so yeah thanks thanks uh, steve and all saints for his return it's been wonderful thank you for your you were very kind to us in in helping us at easter with a gift to host the whole church for a meal and then you've given um generously as well just through the conversation with steve and your, your partnership uh, it really means a lot to us. And, and, and it's good even to hear you, Steve, saying that uh, you pray for us regularly. That's just wonderful. Uh, yeah. Say, so, uh, we also have a newsletter, which I think you get, Steve. Yeah, if people want to know more about that, it comes out once every two, three months. Yeah. Uh, so it gives people, you a bit if, of a snap. 
If people want the newsletter, please just contact me at All Saints. My email address is sj at allsaintskirk.com. You can just email me, say, hey, I want Kip's newsletter, and I can forward all those details to you. If I get drowned in 5,000 emails, I might need to find some way of handling that, but that will be a nice problem to have. Um, uh, Kip, I miss you, my friend. I miss you. Uh, well, I miss... It's good. It's really good. You, you, you kept the friendship. You kept the friendship, so that's great. Um, I wouldn't miss uh, it for a lovely. Uh, yeah, we have... Right. Uh, one day you should come to Nairobi. Oh, well, if that's an invitation, um, well, we'll see. I'd love to. I yeah, really you, would love you to. Should, you should. All right. Hey, That'd listen, um, God bless, my friend, and um, thank you again for taking the time. Uh, love to your wonderful family. The Lord bless your church, your ministry, and all that you're doing in Nairobi. Thank you. Thank you so much. The Lord bless you too, and thank you for encouraging me.